This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Outstanding week six of the NFL. I'm your host, C-Baby. I got Ooze and the Law here. We're going to have a jam-packed show per usual. Guys, how'd your fantasy teams do this week? Um, I think I'm actually winning all of them. Uh, except for one. So good. A good, good, good week for me, then. Um, last week, I think I lost every single one of my leagues. <laughs> so... Um, definitely came through today with better results. Lance? Uh, I'm down. I need some big plays out of Denver, and, and you can't even trust that offense right now. Tonight's the night. Another primetime game they have. Another time for them to suck it up. <laughs> Tonight's the night. Have some. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hopefully we're riding, not crying, right? Exactly. I think because right. I, I actually do concur with um, Lance here. I think I need. Uh, I know he was talking about something earlier. I need something to go off, and I also need an actual game from Melvin Gordon and Russell Wilson. Well, you need it all. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but I feel like this has been a weird start to football. Week six, and we have the Giants. They're five and one, and they just beat the Ravens of all teams. The Colts, who looked horrible, came back and put up 34 points in a division game. The Patriots, they stop a very good run game and almost scored 30 points with their backup QB. The Steelers, who had a depleted secondary, a rookie who left the game, Mr. Bisky came back. Beat Tom Brady of all teams. The Falcons put up almost double the points with uh, against Andy Dalton with backup wide receivers. The Jets beat Aaron Rodgers, and the Seahawks beat the Cardinals. And somehow the Eagles are six and zero. Somebody didn't uh, handle their business Sunday night. <laughs> try to lead, he tried to leave. I don't one want to talk about that. He tried to leave that one out. That was crazy. <laughs> I mentioned it. They're yeah. six and zero. Oh. You gotta be. You gotta be honest with the people. I'm honest with myself. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But here we are. Another weird week. Got news. We've got uh, studs and duds. And then week seven starts and sits. Um, we're gonna kick it off. With- News. Lance is going to take it over again. So, Lance, hit us up with the news. Yeah. So, kind of like last week, big, big focus is bye week. We got another bye week. And this is a big bye week. This is a, this is a hurt your fantasy bye week. We got the Eagles, the Bills, the Rams, and the Vikings. Between those four teams, you've got the top two out of four fantasy scoring quarterbacks. And you got the top three out of four fantasy scoring wide receivers all missing next week. So you got, you guys better have somebody on your bench. You better be 
scouting that waiver wire, but if you're looking for those those people who popped up this week, and there's a lot of injuries out there, so going to be a lot of a lot of fluctuations out there. We've got Josh Allen, Diggs, Cooper Cup, Henderson, Justin Jefferson, Cook, Hertz, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Godert, and we also got Cam Akers. For those of you who didn't realize he didn't play this week, he's not going to play next week, and he probably won't play again until he's traded. <laughs> so that's what we got this week. Rams, Vikings, Bills, Eagles. I don't know what the NFL was thinking, putting all those together. We knew the Vikings were going to have fantasy points. We knew the Rams were, too. Eagles and Bills as well. They were just looking at us. Just, they're, they're rubbing their hands together, guys. They're, they're going to mock us this week. All those points are going to be down. Uh, so hopefully you're not super heavy on any of those teams, but I know it's going to hurt most people. Coming out of Pittsburgh, we got Kenny Pickett, got a concussion. Mitch Trubisky came in, finished off Tampa Bay. Watch that. I know Mitch Trubisky is not a long-term solution there, but Pickett's not exactly a long-term solution either. You got to watch that concussion. J.K. Dobbins. The boy is injured. He left the game. No, left uh, left knee injury. Uh, Kenyon Drake came in and started running the ball, um, which was a good sign for Baltimore because up to that point, Dobbins wasn't doing much anyway. We got Brait. Brait was carted off the field with a vicious hit to his neck in that head injury, uh, head area. We'll have to follow that, see how that uh, shakes out. It's not exactly a great hit. There's a lot of those hits going around this year. Um, we got Robbie Anderson. He's been traded. Arizona went out and got somebody. They had a Hollywood Brown foot injury, supposed to be a fracture in his foot, maybe out for six to eight weeks. He's getting a second opinion. They don't think there's surgery required, so he'll probably be back this year. But that sucks because in most leagues, he's at least the top five scorer right now after week after week uh, five, uh, week six. Sorry. Um, We've got Moore, who came last week. We got AJ Green. We've got D Hop coming back. So Arizona's got all these weapons. Are they going to be able to do anything fantasy wise? We already know that they're not going to make the playoffs. They're not doing anything NFL wise. But what are they going to do fantasy wise? So look out. Um, what that does mean for most people, though, is Brown going down, you'd think somebody's share is going to go up. But now that they got Robbie Anderson, He's going to take the top off of defenses, D-hop coming back. There's going to be certain people not going to eat the same way that they were eating before. That might be Ertz. Probably going to be Robbie Green, uh, AJ Green. Um, we'll see how much Robbie Anderson can actually get in there. Talking about trades, uh, Carolina's not done. They're also looking to maybe ship out CMC. Uh, those people who have McCaffrey, they're actually looking forward to that. Anything to get them onto a team that can actually run the ball and look to look forward to running the ball and not trying to come from behind. Anybody who can get out there and throw screens instead of trying to go downfield because they're trying to catch up. So CMC would like to probably see different output, maybe. I don't know. Maybe he likes Carolina. But us fantasy owners, we definitely want a different situation there, especially if we drafted him in the top five picks. Cam Akers, like I said earlier, um, he told the team he wasn't going to play anymore for personal reasons. So the Rams were looking to try and trade him. 
expect them maybe to get something done by the end of the bye week. Um, not that it's going to matter for you this week. They're likely not going to trade him to somebody during their bye week, or probably towards the end of their bye week. Um, not that the fantasy-wise, it's going to make a lot of teams happy anyway. Wentz, uh, he has suffered a fracture in his thumb. In his throwing hand, he's going to need surgery. That's not good look for him. Not many people still had them on her, their roster. However, if you were, if you had him on your, your watch list, if you had him pegged for maybe your bye week, you might need to go back to the drawing board because likely he's not going to be healthy for that. Players to monitor coming out of this week. We got Dak possibly coming back. Malik Cooper uh, Rush finally caught his first L. There's no more of a quarterback controversy there. Nobody wants to put in a starter who has sub 50% uh, completion uh, percentage. Uh, we got Dalton Schultz battling back. James Conner, Rashad Bateman injured, but even when he wasn't injured, he wasn't scoring. Jonathan Taylor, same story there. Even when he was injured, he wasn't scoring. We got Hines, Christian Watson. We've got Keenan Allen, who's still battling that quad injury. We've got Tua. He should be he's he's practicing to come back this week. I don't know if he's totally cleared with the team doctors, but the team is factoring for him to come in, which is not a great sign because again, this past week they had a quarterback get injured, not even halfway through the game. Uh, they're a third-string quarterback, got hit in the hand as he was being sacked. Uh, he bust open his hand. They had to take him back, get stitches. They put in Teddy Bridgewater. Didn't really make a difference. The other quarterback was moving that ball. So two is coming back. That offensive line that's letting those guys in there to get hit still are the problem area there. We've got Chris Olave. He's been injured. He's been a bright spot, but we need him to come back healthy. And the Saints could really use somebody. Damian Harris is still questionable. I still think he's out for two to three weeks. Uh, but keep that in mind as well. Mac Jones, if he isn't injured, he might just be in a, a quarterback controversy of his own. Um, uh, the, the guy that they drafted just this year has been putting in average numbers. But compared really? to what Mac Jones yeah. is doing this year, it's that average is just good enough to beat out Mac Jones. We've got Michael Thomas, who's forever injured. He's always got something. He hasn't been healthy since Drew Brees has played. And then we got Pat Freemurf. He was injured, didn't even play this week. Keep an eye on him. See if he can even make it to the lineup next week. And that's all the news. <clears throat> My bad for interrupting you, but that's Bailey Zappi. Zappi. This is Zappi. And we're going to talk about him in just a sec. Uh, thanks for the news. Let's just hop right into the studs for week six. So starting off, we got Joe Burrow, four total touchdowns. Matt Ryan, who came out of nowhere with a big game, 389 yards. Currently right now leading all QBs and uh, passing yards. Josh Allen with the win over the Chiefs. Mariota with a big win, Trevor Lawrence in their shootout with Indy, Mahomes, and Bailey Zappi, as we mentioned earlier. So Joe Burrow 
back up at the top, Josh Allen, Mahomes, regular stuff. Any of these other guys, obviously we've been talking about Trevor Lawrence, kind of up and down, up and down. But I think, you know, we might have some streaming candidates here. Maybe not. You guys tell me between Matt Ryan, Mariota, Lawrence, and Bailey Zappi. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to stream Mariota. I'm not going to touch Mariota, but maybe Matt Ryan, if I need somebody, Bailey Zappi, maybe as well. Really depends on the matchup there. Yeah, I mean, for me, Mariota is, you know, he's okay. Um, he only had, truly, he only had really one bad game that was against Cleveland, and he had literally three points. Um, besides that blimp, you know, going for his past uh, last five games, 18, 16, 14, 19. Decent for a streaming cornerback if you're looking for one. At Cincinnati, Carolina, and the Chargers, and Carolina again, doesn't have a bye week till week 14, but so you can st- keep him in the rotation if you want to. Um, and very, But he's, very, he's being very overlooked here. Um, thank you for throwing Kyle Pitts a touchdown yesterday. I, I appreciate that. It made Lance quiver in his in his boots a little bit. I know that for sure. Um, he gets a touchdown and only finishes with nine points. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I, I I do feel like Mariota is a is a decent stream quarterback. If no other option is there, um, Trevor Lawrence, I'm just not doing. I'm not dealing with that because I rather have I rather see Mariota have one bad game and still have you know five other decent games than have Trevor Lawrence multiple bad games and just three or four um, boom games because I can't tell which one it is, right? I can see the baseline of um, uh, Marcus Mariota is at least 16 points. So for me, Trevor Lawrence is out of there for a streaming quarterback because he burnt me too many times. And Mariota maybe is a, is a thing to look at. Um, Matt Ryan, I appreciate him Throwing that bomb, um, actually not throwing an interception in a game and doing what we brought him to Indy to do. But we, I talk about it, Lance to talk about it. We just need more consistency from our quarterback. So, you know, same thing with him. He had a 30-point game uh, against Jacksonville, but had a six-point game against Denver, had a one-point game against Jacksonville three, four, yeah. week, four weeks ago. You know, so... Yeah, so you average it out. He's got a... Uh... He's got an 18 point game against Jacksonville on average for the season. Yeah, but but in all in all through six weeks, this average is 14. So again, Mariota is being overlooked. His average is 16, while um, Mac Ryan's is 14.8. So for me, consistency, yeah. consistency is there. But again, those two quarterbacks in uh, Mariota and uh, Matt Ryan, their bodies are not till the later weeks towards playoffs, basically. So you can. They're always available. So if you just want to toss up or do a matchup type of thing for quarterbacks, these guys are out there for you to go pick up. Um, uh, Matt Ryan's playing Tennessee, another divisional game. Um, and they are coming up a bye um, to, for next week. And then I think Mariota is playing uh, I have actually a very favorable um, matchup here, I think. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati, and they've been giving up their defense has been giving up massive amount of points for the past three weeks. So, uh, for those studs, there could be studs. You know, we we might see them on the list next week. All right, 
on to the running backs. We've got Stevenson, who was at the top of the list with uh, Damian Harris out. Uh, Jackson, who filled in for Jonathan Taylor. Fournette, Brees Hall, CMC with the active trade talks. Kenyon Drake, Walker, and uh, Barkley. Um, How many people were upset with Barkley? Stopping it at the one yard line. Oh my gosh, I'm one of them. <laughs> We're one of them, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys didn't see that game, he would have been the number one running back. But yeah. who are they playing? Um, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Baltimore, Baltimore wanted that wanted them to score so they would have more time on the clock, and he realized that. Yeah. Played smart football. Yeah. And yeah. Knelt down on the one. Yeah, that's that's that Brian Westbrook. It's it's really unfortunate when the when the player understands that. F all fantasy owners, I'm here. (laughs) I am here to play. One again. I get paychecks for playing real football. Exactly, (laughs) and it's one of those things. I was at at a buddy of um our like friend group uh, house, and everybody was screaming, and I said that is literally a veteran play. He knows that Jacksonville is a dynamic offense, and they need to kill time. So he literally said, slide, look up to the camera, middle finger. I don't need, <laughs> I don't care about your fantasy team. I need my team to go on and keep winning games. So uh, big up to Zeke. I'm not saying Zeke. Big up to uh, uh, Saquon. <laughs> Actually, big up to Zeke, too, because I needed him big time last night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, big up to uh, Barkley for playing the game and understanding that we are just fans trying to enjoy the game further, but you will ha- have the real job in winning and you know putting the team on your back. Yes, sir. So, Ronjay Stevenson, if you start him, that's good. Um, we can talk about Deion Jackson. Brees Hall is up here again. CMC is continuing to do his thing. Um, who knows where he ends up if he, you know, gets traded. And then Kenyon Drake came in uh, for Baltimore. Um, so, guys, what do you think out of these players? And obviously Kenneth Walker, the third. Um, for me, it's probably Kenyon Drake. Um, I, I don't know what's the rotation because I didn't I, – like, I missed the first part, I guess, like the first 10 minutes of the game because I didn't know – what happened to JK? Like, you know, he didn't even get a look. Like, I think he had what, like one rush or like one yard, and that was it. They like they booted him out of there. So like, did he get did he get injured early? Did he get injured? That's what I'm saying. Like, I missed the early like early part. Pretty early, huh? Okay. Pretty early. He got injured. Like, but it, I, it I think quarter. it was like a lingering issue too. Okay. Because he didn't really uh, do much last week either. Gotcha, gotcha. And that was, that was and that was my thing. I was like, I didn't know what the actual issue was uh, and then they, they didn't update us during the game i just knew he had like one rush for one yard and kim drake's out there just blowing up offensive lines so um is this a we just have to monitor the running back situation in baltimore you know and this will put it out there for you guys as well that ken drake is um in most leagues you know he's only rostered in 3.2 uh amount of leagues in in espn Meaning, you know, for waivers, I mean, this guy's definitely, you know, there to get picked up. And he can, obviously, he's taking the second uh, RB role in, in Baltimore. And he did a damn good job about it. So, you know, this is the type of guy that 
you might really want to go out and, and grab grab him if you can because the situation between J.K. Dobbins is it's still iffy. You know, J.K. Dobbins was also coming off an injury, but you know, we uh, reinserted himself in the RB one role to just give it back up to Ken Kenyon Drake. So um, for me, it's, it's just the monitoring of the Kenyon Drake. Are we going to see these guys in stud again? Um, going against Cleveland next week, or is he going to be done because J.K. Dobbins will come back? Yeah, the thing with Drake, and and it's the same thing with Dobbins, right? It really depends on who's running the ball. Is the quarterback running the ball, or is it the running back running the ball? And with Baltimore, it seems to take swings from week to week. Seems like Lamar Jackson's going to run it some weeks, just because that's the the way it's working out. And then other weeks, it's going to be the running back. So while you can have Kenyon Drake in there, just realize it's probably not going to be just like Dobbins wasn't, just like whoever was it starting for. Uh, Baltimore before that, it wasn't going to be a consistent thing. It wasn't going to be a solid 10 to 12 points that you can count on. All right. Before we move to the wide receivers, Deion Jackson, I want to ask you guys this question. I, I think personally I wouldn't overreact to this one game unless you are the Jonathan Taylor owner because you either need him as your handcuff or, you know, maybe this performance eats into Jonathan Taylor's game when he comes back because, you know, who knows how this injury will affect him. Do you guys kind of think the same way or see it a little bit different? Um, well, yeah. Jackson ended up with an injury himself, too. So there's something to watch in his quad. He ended up taking yeah. a bruise. And also, uh, and, and also remember, he was – he Deion Jackson is the third-string running back. Because the first string and the second string got hurt. JT and Naeem Hines. And Naeem Hines was the primary back for the Colts until he got the concussion early in the last game last week. So then Deion Jackson and Phil Lindsay uh, were the one and two. So either one comes back, this guy's getting dropped back to where he was. He's very dynamic. And he, he I mean, for I think it's his second year um, in the league, like this guy is really, really good. And, and you know, we kept him on, on the roster for two years for a reason, but he's always been outshined be, because of the diversity of Naeem Hines and just, just the workhorse back of JT. So if JT is coming back for next week's divisional game against Tennessee Titans, and if Naeem Hines also clears concussion protocol, which he should, it's two, now two weeks since then, um, Deion Jackson is going back to the waiver riding of the realm that he belongs to. So, with that being said, yeah, there's no overreaction. It's just you're just, model, you're just keeping them on your roster till you know the news on JT and Naeem Hines. All right. Wide receivers, Chase, Diggs, Ayuk, uh, Hill, Pittman, Juju, first time up here, Claypool, and Thornton from New England. So, Chase and Diggs. Very nice. See you guys up at the top again. The usual. Ayuk, um, two touchdowns. Hill, 177 yards with a backup and then the other backup after the one backup left. Uh, Teddy came back in. Uh, Pittman, welcome back. 16 targets, 13 receptions. And then Juju and Claypool had monster games. And then Thornton, I believe, had two touchdowns one rushing one receiving 
So I'm Paris Campbell. Shout out to another Indianapolis uh, wide receiver. Man, Paris shout Campbell. out to the whole squad. Shout out to Paris Campbell. <laughs> shout out to Alex Pierce, the, the rookie. Shout out to Jelani Woods, another rookie catching touchdowns. Okay, this this is why we brought Matty Ice, and it hasn't been it hasn't been working. I'm just, I'm not gonna lie. I think one of the things we I've talked about before the offensive line help, the offensive line being reshuffled, what and trying to find that combination again from like, like two years ago. Obviously, having two new players in the, in, in a guard and in a left tackle, but which is a very important place. Um, I think they found it last uh, uh, yesterday. The offensive line looked good. Obviously, you can see from Deion uh, Jackson's um, um, fantasy points and fantasy production, and you see from the whole, you know, indie uh, fantasy production as multiple uh, interactive uh, receivers got into double digits. So, you know, shout out to all of them. Shout out to Manny Ice as well. You know, one thing I want to ask you guys: players like Ayuk, uh, Juju, Claypool. If you've had these guys kind of draft them in the middle rounds and they haven't produced too much since they have big games. Are you trying to sell them, keep them? What is your thought process here with these blow up games that these players have had? Uh, for me, I'm probably the only person in that group. I'm I probably sell high as anything is Juju. <laughs> I mean, this you, you want to sell him as high as possible. And just pull the fleece over your, the other person's eyes, because you know, five. <clears throat> he had a sorry, five receptions for 113 yards and one touchdown. He only got targeted five times. I mean, he just made the most of busted coverage, being a good game. He was at home. Um, I saw, I think I saw one of his long drives, like his, his long. It was more more yak than anything. The yards at the catch. Um, mm-hmm. But besides that, this is the second game, you know, going over 10 points. So, you know, feed that to whoever, sell so high so you can grab something else that can, well, you know, even out your team. But, you know, this guy, Juju, I'm, I'm not touching anything in Kansas City besides Travis Kelsey, um, Patrick Mahomes, and the two running backs. I'd rather have Isaac Pacheco than any other running, uh, wide receiver on that team. Lance, your thoughts? Yeah, Pacheco might be uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully you're being superlative. You're not not being serious. You wouldn't start in your flex Pacheco over top of Juju Smith. But I, I do understand it. This is only his second time being over 10 points this season. This is only his third time being over 70 yards this season. It's not a good look, right? He doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of catches. Maybe this week spells something for him, but ultimately he's probably the guy on the list that I would try and sell. Ayuk is somebody who's going to get worked into this offense more often. Juju, on the other hand, and he might have just been taking over for the fact that Kelsey was not getting open in this game. Where we saw last week, everybody that was catching touchdowns was only named Tra- Travis Kelsey. So it really is one of those things. You take that touchdown away. Now he's down to 12 points. Now his his averages don't look that great. Pacheco is still a work in progress, but I definitely would have Clyde's Hilaire in there before I would have Juju Smith. But, uh, yeah, I'm selling him. I'm probably not selling anybody else off that list. 
All right. This week we had a couple of uh, high-scoring tight ends. Uh, Mike Kosicki with two touchdowns. He uh, wanted to put up a big game after I dropped him probably Saturday afternoon. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey's, uh, of course, Hunter Henry with a big uh, long touchdown. Robert Tunyon, George Kittle, and a Jake Ferguson off of Dallas, and then Daniel Bellinger. Um, and oh. before, what did I say? I oh, have written down Bellinger, but yeah, D Bellinger. I think look for him on the waiver wire because I started him. That's the guy I put in for Gasicki in this one. But uh, yeah, yeah. But- Gasecki's not doing great this year. He put up one great game. Um, so I, I wouldn't be mad at you. Be mad at you. I would have told most people to do the same. He got 12 points against Baltimore in the game in which nobody was stopping anybody. But since then, 1-3-3. Three, three. So you can understand why somebody would – he's got two games of one point. So he got two games of three points. Why would you keep that guy? If I looked at the stat sheet, I would be like, is that Kyle Pitts? But no, it's Mike Kosecki. <laughs> it's Mike Kosecki. He doesn't know how to do the gritty. He really shouldn't be doing it. That's all you need to know about him. Put up one good week. Just a spoiler alert. I have him as my um, star of the week next week as the gritty destroyer. Um, <laughs> he this, did that, John, from the end zone this, all the way back to his. Shout his out to, I think it's Ryan Clark uh, from ESPN. Um, he tweeted out, someone please get this unseasoned gritty off the screen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's pretty. It's oh what I imagined god. it would look like if I did it. Oh my god, he <laughs> said unseasoned gritty. Oh my lord. I had I was I'm just te- tears in my eyes. But yeah, this guy he has to be stopped. I'm done. Uh but other than Mark Andrews, Kelsey, um, and Kittle. You guys thinking waiver wire, uh, trade bait if you have these people, kind of try and sell them. Uh, any consistency for the weeks going ahead? Obviously, tight end is just so sporadic. I mean, yeah, outside of the top two guys, it's sporadic. The top two guys, we knew who they were at the beginning of the season. They're the same two people who are still there, Andrews mm-hmm. and Kelsey. Tunyon had a great game. A lot of people are going to think, oh, pick up Tunyon, put him in. It just don't get burnt, guys. It's it, it played the Jets. The Jets aren't exactly tight against the tight end. So uh, he put up points against the, the Jets. I don't see that being the case next week. He's in he's look he's gonna be mentioned later on in the show. Let's just say that. Who's? Yeah, for me, I think um Mike Kosicki could be a guy that can get back to where he was last year. A little bit more consistent, not as consistent as the top dogs, but um, if you can see, like he's only had four plus targets in three games, and those three games he he boomed on two of them, right? So um, I think him going against Pitt, Detroit, Chicago, Cleveland, he has a chance to really string some things together before the bye week in week eleven. So for me, you know, I'm going to try to get him in in my league as you know, the tight end from the Jets is just, I, I just can't stand, I can't do it anymore. 
you know, Coughlin just not he, he just fell off. <laughs> he just he, he Zach Wilson is just not looking his way. Had one target again this week. Um, I think he caught one. I think he caught the only his lone target for 14 yards, and that was it. Um, but I think that Zach Wilson is finding his receivers and doing well and all that stuff. And and the Jets are you know J E T S Jets 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 doing their thing, but they're just not liking the tight ends again. And I gotta jump ship to someone else. And I feel like Tua, if Tua's coming back, um, he's going to try to get the ball out early. They're going to try to protect him. And for that protection, is going to come Mike Kosicki coming in short routes um, and jump, dumping it off to him until he gets more comfortable and back to the Tua of throwing down. Um, that being said, big up to um, Teddy Bridgewater, who gave my Tyreek Hill 177 yards. Thank you. Yes, sir. So I, I want to argue the other way there. Nothing about this Miami offense and head coach situation has screamed quarterback safety. And what we're seeing what happened with the Jets and Conklin being overlooked is I think these younger players are seeing the Patrick Mahomes and the and the uh, Josh Allen, the Josh Allens air the ball out, and so. That's what they're seeing in their feeds. That's what they're seeing in their Instagram and Twitter stories. Everybody wants to see those big throws. They're not trying to throw it to those unsexy tight ends. Unless you've got a Travis Kelsey. And even then, everybody understood what happened last week. The guy had 28 yards catching and four touchdowns. There's a record there that nobody's going to ever break. There's a reason why there's a record like that. Who catches four touchdowns and barely breaks 25 yards? It's just one of those type of things that only Kelsey could do. And Conklin isn't Kelsey. Gasecki isn't Kelsey. And we saw the reason why Gasecki was a kind of bust last year, considering where he's being drafted. And he was a bust so far this year, considering where he was still being considered. Um, he's got Tyree Kill. He's got Jalen Waddle. Neither of those guys are continually hurt. They, they seem to be getting banged up, but they keep getting out there. So I expect to, Tuba to come out and to keep still, still wanting to throw. I don't see Gasicki keeping it up. Teddy Bridgewater, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit not as flashy. He's never been that kind of risk taker. So the fact that he was feeding the ball to Hill was great for Hill, but not for Waddle. What we saw was both Hill and Waddle were eaten when Tua, when Tua was in there. Now we're going to see Hill and Waddle eaten again, and Gasicki, and all those other running backs are going to start start starving in that offense. <laughs> If they can even keep Tua upright, we will see. That is the beauty about this show and the NFL. So, time to hit the panic button where it needs to be hit. Um, quarterback duds. We'll start with Tom Brady in a game you would assume he would have been over his projected. Um, I remember looking at inactives and most of the secondary of the Steelers was just depleted. So you would have thought a big day for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Russell Gage, but it was not the case. After that, Zach Everybody Wilson, back. Everybody was healthy. And you sit there and think, Tom Brady should be able to do something. And he yep. just lets you there. Well, if Tom, Brady wasn't, if Tom Brady wasn't missing uh, practice for, for a wedding on Friday, he probably would have played better. So... <laughs> but you know he wasn't the one blocking for himself 
he can't block and throw the ball. That's true. He he was yelling at his, at his lineman saying that they have to play effing better. Um, that you know, I didn't leave my wife and two kids just to come here and get sacked. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yo, and I chose that, you yeah. over her. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. If anything to learn from that situation, don't choose the guys, guys. Yeah, don't choose the guys. <laughs> After that, we got Zach Wilson, Wentz, Kyler Murray, only putting up the nine points, and then uh, Smith, who was a really good, you know, starting QB, but not this week, even though he got the So, panic button on any of these guys? Worried some? Not worried? Um, Zach Wilson, you're not really, you weren't really starting. Once you're a streamer or a slasher starting, but he's out for 68 weeks. He's getting surgery on that, um, finger or whatever. I just saw, um, Kyle Murray is really the person you're worried about. Um, I told you Geno Smith is facade. He's just playing well because he's down or just, you know, playing against a bad team. But yeah, Calamari is the person you worry about. He said it himself. It's self-inflicted. The offense is stagnant. Hopefully, um, I'm pretty sure D Hop is coming back this week. Um, <clears throat> they do lose. Let, uh, let me ask you guys that. Um, since D Hop is coming back, and they got Robbie, another person to take it over the top. Do you think this helped Kyler Murray in this whole situation, or we're gonna still see some of the same? There's a reason in his contract he was supposed to study. And then there's a reason it got taken out because everybody read the contract about him. So, listen here. After watching a quarter of the season, I'm telling you right now, he needs to be in that film room because that backyard, that backyard football ain't working for him. Oh, my God. And the other thing, the other thing that's going on with Murray is you could throw all those weapons in there, but Honestly, he just doesn't make good decisions unless he's confused everybody on the field but himself. Actually, I really, I really do agree with that. He just, he can, you can throw Robbie in there, you can throw D Hop in there, you can throw. I think Ronda Moore had a, a decent game last this past Sunday, and just his decision making is bad. I don't think the offensive line is bad, uh, any good. Um, the only like. Truly, the only like spark I see is you know uh, Benjamin. He you know running the ball pretty well, but still again the offense line is not that it's not that good, and the decision making is really really bad. They Lance, I didn't hit the nail on the head, and then it all comes down to Kyle Murray again, which is why I'm saying you have to worry about. Um, I think Kyle Murray is going against a good Saints defense this week, Thursday night, prime time. Um, that being said. I just don't think it's going to, I mean, he's going against, you know, the, the next good game he might have is in week nine against Seahawks. But again, we thought he's going to have a good game today. Oh, last, uh, last, this past Sunday against the Seahawks, but he didn't. So we'll see. But they're home that they're gotta, home. The thing we got to keep in mind is, right, these are divisional games. They could be really, really tight or they could be blowouts. And that's what we saw. That's what we saw with um, with the, mean, the Colts yeah. when they got smacked by Jacksonville, and then they put up a great game this just this past week. Yeah. How does Matt Ryan put up one point and then put up thirty three? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right. So the same thing here, right? It's not that maybe Smith had a bad game, or it's maybe they knew Seattle's offense, and they didn't really change the offense too much with Smith. Same thing with Arizona. Murray's got to see that team twice a year, every year, and they've seen them for three, four years already. So Murray's already a known quantity. Hmm. They know what they need to do. They need to chase this chicken with its head cut off, and that's what you need to do, contain. And that's what they were able to do against Murray. Um, maybe with more weapons and against an NFC South team instead of an NFC West team, he could do something against the Saints. But like who said, the Saints' defense isn't half bad. There's a reason why they hold certain teams down. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason why their defense is that that strong. I think they're showing right now at uh, – I don't want to even see Kyler Murray. Uh, after the last two weeks, they've been – They've been putting up some points against them. So so maybe the Saints aren't going to be as tough of a, a watch, but it really comes down to that defensive line. They can get at Kyler Murray. They can contain him. It might not be good for him. Yeah, and um, and again, like, you know, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you, but, like, if Murray is not – if Murray's not rushing the ball and, you know, doing, you know, his extra plays, he's pretty much – Trevor Lawrence, you know, he, he rushed 10, he had, he had 10 rushes for 100 yards, and then he had a interception, a fumble, and no touchdowns. So, you know, th- the reason why we draft him, because he's a dual threat, because of those, you know, 100 yards rushing, that's, a, that's an automatic 10 points right there, right? And then we just need him to complement it with maybe a 225-yard passing game and a touchdown and that will get us easily over um 20 points a game but he's not even doing that so we need the consistent for him it's not looking it's an up and down um ride with him every week you know is he going to do Kyle murray's type of things or he's going to be bad and that's what the worry comes in for him very well said very well said guys all right, we've got the running backs. Um, a little bit shorter list this time with the bye weeks. You got Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Chubb, no touchdowns. Um, Jeff Wilson put him up a goose egg. Eno with no Connor, didn't show up. CEH, I hope you guys sold him high prior to this week. Montgomery will held in check on that Thursday night game, and Raheem will start. Um, I think Chubb was just a bad game. Uh, other than that, you guys, what are you doing with some of these other players? What's your concerns here? Mm. It's, for me, it's the um, Jeff Wilson. Um, you know, Benjamin. I mean, again, we talked. I talked about in the Benjamin. He did look good. Just didn't get the points for fantasy wise. Again, offensive line is really not that good. Um, Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, not really worried about it. Had one bad, you know, one bad week. They're gonna pick, they can pick it up next week, call it a day. Um, Jeff Wilson, everybody and their mom were starting him, had nowhere to be found. Um, that's very worrying due to the fact that, um, we need someone from 49ers to solidify their, their role in the RB so we can start them. I think that's a problem. Especially against Atlanta, which yeah. should have produced some 
some yeah. type of fantasy production. Absolutely. Uh, Lance, anyone you concerned with here? Uh, no, Mostert has been non-consistent all year. Uh, he put up a big game against the Jets. Um, that's a consistent thing there, right? Somebody who's non-consistent puts up a good game against the Jets. And unfortunately, I had to stop a stardom in the one league that I have because I had people on the bench that Damian Pierce on by. But that I ended up getting burned because Mostert wasn't able to do anything. David Montgomery, we knew there's a problem both with him and that offensive line. And that was just not going to work out. Kareem Hunt and Chubb, they probably also – they probably also did not benefit from the fact that Jacoby Brissett is no longer going to be a starter in Cleveland. The experiment is over. I don't think they're going to start him next week. I think the coaches have already said so. Um, it just did not go well. And so if they've got no threat to the passing game, there's definitely going to be an issue with running that ball, even if you've got Nick Chubb running it back there. And Kareem Hunt is a change of ba- pace back and a run out of the backfield catch it back. That's what he was in uh, KC. That's what he's been here in uh, Cleveland. But the fact that they got nobody throwing the ball, nobody to trust throwing the ball, that's what they're dealing with. That being said, there might be some benefit to trying to get those people off that team. So go out there, try maybe make some trades for the Chubbs, Amari Coopers, the Hunts. Try and get those guys on your team before they actually get a quarterback in there that can work. Because we're still sitting there and the clock's ticking. Sean Watson is coming back at some point. And that's got to be a step up from Brissett or whoever they end up putting in there as a replacement for Brissett until Watson gets there. I can dig it. I can dig it. I can dig it. All right. Wide receivers that busted your lineups this week. Metcalf, Mike Evans, Lockett, Drake London, DJ Moore doesn't matter who the QB is. I'm gonna start leaving DJ Moore out here. It's just very uh, like a habit. Nobody, now. yeah, they, they, they don't care about DJ Moore. DJ Moore should have said. <clears throat> DJ Moore should have said to the um, football operations, "Why don't you trade me too? Because I want out." <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no way this guy can sit there. And continue to have no receptions or less than four receptions a game, even when the number two has been kicked out the game. What are we doing? It's ridiculous because I do it by based on projected points, and he's up there every week. And I'm like, why don't y'all? As he as he should, he's the number one wide receiver on that team, but yet doesn't and gets wide receiver four (laughs) looks. Oh man, we got. I mean, look, they only didn't they only end up with a touchdown off that pick six. I believe so. Yeah, that, that's what that's what they should tell you about that whole offense. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking good in Carolina. And then, when the Rams yeah. when the Rams are able to look good against you, there's a problem. <laughs> this year, Rams are horrible. They lost all all or anything of their identity, and yet they were able to smack Carolina. I mean, in spite of yeah, like I mean, it's crazy how this man's target share is probably the most at at, at anybody in his team. 
I mean, start from week one, six, 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 eleven, eight, seven. But yet his receptions are just in the mud. No yeah, but six targets isn't really high. I, I mean, I guess we gotta compare it to how many actual attempts, but still, I'm, I'm talking about on his team. I mean, that's high on yeah. his team. I think so. Um, for that being said, I just feel bad for him. Hopefully, you know, something changes there. Oh, boy. Compare and, that to Amari uh, Cooper, who had 12 targets and only was able to corral four of them. Yeah. He was able to get a touchdown, but again, four for 12 is not a great percentage. No. And then uh, we also had Garrett Wilson, McKenzie, and DuVernay with Bateman. So... This Tom Brady and Mike Evans things really hit home. At least me and Lance, we have a team together and we have a big stack. Um, Metcalf and Lockett, just a production of that game. Obviously, we just talked about DJ Moore. Any of these other guys you guys kind of worry about? Any, anyone else, basically? Um, I mean, I, I feel like the Mike Evans um, worries probably like that's a tad bit like if on the scale of one to ten I'm probably like a four. Um just because the the offensive line play in Tampa, the quarterback play in Tampa is just not good and it's not at the level at not the level that we are accustomed to. Not the level that fantasy owners are accustomed to when it comes to Mike Evan owners. Um so, you know, that being said, it's getting a little getting a little scary, that's all. And hopefully it's a blimp, you know, after Tom Brady yelled at his offensive offensive line. We're hoping that they come back and say, sorry, Tom Brady, we know you're the GOAT. We'll do better, and we'll show you next game. Lance, uh, anyone you concerned with? It's okay to say no. I mean, it, it, no, not from that list. Um Frankly, some of those people don't belong up there um, anymore. Their, their names really should be wiped from our memories. Um, Put a name on it. Especially, especially, especially one of them that I hyped up last week, and so I'm going to apologize for that later. Um, <laughs> who's who's that? Who's but, that? But some of those people, it was just a bad matchup, right? I mean, put a name on it. Who? who, who? Tyson Hill. Ooh. Gone forever. I mean, Ooze said it last week. We need consistency. And what I thought was, how, how do you have somebody put up three touchdowns and you don't, you don't focus on him? Who, who put him on a sit that week? You did. <laughs> but but now I think we all need to agree he's a sit for the rest of our lives. In fact, he probably shouldn't be in the NFL anymore. What I tell because you, what I tell the coaches you. on that team. How do you see that performance and then come up with, you know what? We're not going to call his number at all. This guy was game planned. He had three, a total of 13 offensive touchdowns, uh, touches, offensive touches in the past three games prior to this one. 13 touches in five games. And he went off for one. And then everybody, I I think in our league, someone spent like, uh, I think Nami spent like thirty uh, something dollars on him, and got burnt. And got and he was going against me. Got burnt. <laughs> this guy's not. And, uh, this guy's not it. 
And I, I don't know if I mentioned this last show, but I, I kind of made a mental note in my mind. I feel like you should go after Hill, but you don't, you shouldn't overpay for Hill. And people saw I'm hoping 30, you guys didn't. People saw the 34 points, 30 points plus, and just salivated. And what happened? It looked like that he, he looked like a nice Wagyu steak, but he was just, <laughs> he was just chocolate covered poop. Okay. <laughs> and it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, it would be one thing if they put him out there and he fell flat. But it's almost as if they put him out there. He scored all those touchdowns. He came out, he came back to the locker room, kissed all the coaches' wives on the mouth, grabbed them on the butt. And just pissed everybody off, and they were like, "You know what? Next week you're not getting in." <laughs> because otherwise, what what is going on in the minds of those coaches? Either he's useful or he's not. He is the most expensive tight end to not be used. He is the most expensive backup quarterback to not be used as a quarterback. I just don't un- understand what this guy is to this team. I understand that Sean Payton loved him, and Sean Payton didn't nearly use him enough. But these guys don't use them at all. And even the one time they accidentally get a win with him, they then go away from him. And what did they end mm-hmm. up with? Does anybody know what the out- outcome of that game was? Because I don't think they won in New Orleans. <laughs> they did not. Joe Burrow. Uh, I think some New Orleans natives won. I don't think they did. Yep. So, so Lance already trained. Tyson Hill. Conklin and Higby, they're all people who are all downs. Like, if you still got them on your teams, you really probably should be looking elsewhere for your tight ends because on a week-by-week basis, they're probably going to put up one week that's serviceable out of four at most. Hurst and Godert, there was just a bad situation this week. Hurst even worse because he's going to be one of those up or down. He either puts up two points or he puts up 12. He's only going to be up or down. It's always going to be boomer bust for Hurst because he's touchdown dependent. Goder, it could be just the way they planned it and just the way the Cowboys played against them. So that being said, Higby, Tyson, Tyson, and uh, Conklin don't belong on anybody's start list, and they shouldn't be sitting on your team unless you're waiting for some weird bye week. And Lance already – got into the tight ends for us, for the duds. So smooth transition there. Uh, we got through the duds, the studs. Week six is in the books. Let's preview week seven with some starts and sits. And uh, which one do y'all want to go? Well, you go first. I'll start. You can, you can fight amongst yourselves if you want. No, yeah, I'll start. Go ahead, uh, Yeah, um, start with, with – um... Uh, Jimmy G. Um, for me, Jimmy G is a start for this week going against a struggling Chiefs defense. Um, this guy is on. I mean, he's he's playing iffy, but I'm what I'm trying to put out there is that when it comes to the Chiefs defense, he can definitely um, strive in that. You know, last game against the, the against the Falcons, everybody thinking. He should put up massive numbers, which he was almost there to do. Had two, you know, 29 for 41, 296, two touchdowns. The reason why he was so down was because the two interceptions he had in the game. Um, you, if you look at 
and on his distribution to his uh, wide receivers, you know, Brandon Ayuk had eight receptions for 83 yards. Uh, George Kittle, welcome back, had eight for 83. Um, Debo Samuel, seven for 79. So this guy is thriving in throwing the ball. He's getting back. He's getting used to throwing the ball again in the offense that wasn't made for him because yet, you remember in the beginning of the season, this was Trey Lance's team, and this was going to be a Trey Lance offense. So that being said, I think Jimmy G is going to be a sneaky start this week. Um, look for him to do that. Probably put up um, another, you know, close to 300, two touchdown type game, uh, especially with a huge bye week, like uh, Lance said earlier this, uh, in the show, that um, major teams are being on bye, bye week. Definitely going to need him. I think he's, he's going to help you win your fantasy week that week. And we're going back and forth for you on the uh, go down the list. Why don't you keep it going, news? Oh, I got yeah, it. just keep it going. All right, cool. Um, second, JT. Um, John Tails, hopefully he's coming back. I'm pretty sure he, he will be coming back this week. Um, going against the Tennessee Titans. Tyson, the Tennessee Titans coming off a bye week um, this week. So they're going to be fresh. The offensive line uh, shuffle may have ended due to the fact that they put up a I don't want to say thrashing, but a great uh, performance against the Jacksonville Jaguars in 34 points. Deion Jackson had uh, a touchdown in that, had a great amount of receiving yards as well, put up a 22 point in, in most fantasy leagues. So JT, if you're worried about him being questionable, might be on the questionable side, but if he is starting, I think he's going to be the workhorse still, uh, maybe backed up by Deion Jackson. But I think uh, if you're scared, I think you're going to be um, a fool not to start him this week. Um, I'll put in a second one just in case because that was like um, a little easy maybe but Kenneth Walker the third coming off a big big game um, this past week the Saints they're, they're going against the Saints this week uh, and the Saints have allowed up to uh, 100 plus yards on the opposing running backs in the past three games uh, Kenneth Walker is coming into the roles ever since the um, injury to I was going to say um, Chris, Car- uh, Chris Carson, but it's, uh, um, Penny, Rashad Penny. So um, definitely a big start this week for uh, Kenneth Walker. Um, wide receivers, D-Hop slash Rondan Moore. Hollywood Brown is out. I don't think um, Robbie Anderson is going to be starting this week. It's definitely a short week against the Saints. Um, but offense suspension, the uh, new coming back. Prime time, have to show off, have to score touchdowns because we cannot go another Thursday night game with no touchdowns. This cannot happen. Amazon. I don't know if there's a law against that. Amazon. The NFL pulled a fleece over your eyes. They got the bag from you, (laughs) and they scheduled you all these bad games. So hopefully, D-Hop coming off suspension, Randall Moore, Coming into the game, last game he had um, a decent game. I think under 100 yards, but it was like, I think he had 60 or 70, 70 yards. Um, but looking good out there, looking quick out there and in the, in the slot. So um, pro- more, most likely probably taking the Hollywood Brown role. Um, so definitely two starts for the wide receivers there. Um, again, hopefully Thursday night, prime time, we see some touchdowns and better play from Kyler Murray. Um, Tight ends, we just talked about it before. I had a little spoiler alert for mine. The Gritty Destroyer, non-season Gritty, stop doing it. Mike Kosicki, I think uh, he, he had a, he went six for 69 and two touchdowns. 
um tools got cleared either today or tomorrow um and hopefully um he sees that hey i don't always have to see downfield the gritty destroyer is right there five ten yards we can dink it down the field till we throw a big yard so uh i'm feeling michael Siggy can definitely start the rise in his career here um and with a good matchup i think a good start for him this week as well that's those my starts all right so for my starts going against Gesicki, going with Gesicki, right i got tua if he's cleared which he's probably likely He's sitting with the front uh, first team with the Dolphins. They got to get back on ta- track. That rookie head coach needs to get this team back. Uh, it's not just quarterback play, but let's be honest, it is quarterback play. So they're going to put Tua out there, and they're going to look for Tua to try and throw that ball, sling that rock. I don't know that that's going to equal points for Gasicki. I think that's going to be more Waddle and uh, and Hill getting back into the game. Although Hill's been doing it for the last two weeks. My start of the week for the running backs is Ken Walker, just like Bruce said, right? He's playing against a terrible defense against the run. The, the Chargers are not great. Ken Walker, look for him to be able to do what he needs to do out there. Um, he's got uh, – the, the Chargers have been giving up 100 yards per game for the last three weeks. Uh, Ken Walker is the only one in that backfield outside of Geno Smith running the ball. So imagine he's going to get close to 100 yards and he strings a touchdown in there. That's going to be great yardage and touchdowns for you. We got ATL. ATL is playing against Cincinnati. Cincinnati went down south, played against uh, New Orleans. Now they're playing another NFC South team playing against Atlanta. Expect Higgins and also my start of the week, Hayden Hurst, to be able to pick up and do what they weren't able to do last week. I think there was a lot of focus on making sure both Chase and Burrow had a great game because they were in New Orleans. But now this game, maybe it's going to get a little bit more evened out. Say Hayden Hurst and Higgins are going to see a little bit more action there. Higgins is getting a little bit more healthy since his injury two weeks ago. So expect those guys to be able to go off against that terrible Atlanta defense. And considering that their cornerbacks and dimeback are both highly injured and or inexperienced, that's going to be the ability for both of those players to take advantage. Who you got for sits? Yeah, um, I have Derek Carr um, starting with the quarterbacks. Sorry, starting with the quarterbacks, I have Derek Carr uh, as my sit. Um, has not been playing well. The 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 link between him and Devontae Adams are is mid at best. Um, Texans are coming off. Of, they're both coming off a bye. Texans definitely game plan for him for two weeks. Um, the um, Josh Daniels offense is not thriving as it should. Um, I think um, when we, when draft season was around, we were thinking, hey, he has Devontae Adams, Hunter Retro, um Josh Jacobs, and a new offensive coordinator, a new offensive minded coach. This guy should be doing. A lot better than he he's been doing in years past even though you know he's been throwing like you know a good 300 some yards and you know a game and two touchdowns and we thought that's going to increase by a touchdown and probably another 50 yards but having seen it i uh i know you know he was on a buy so people are filling him in i think you should fill in your your streamer 
and keep him on the bench till you see more productive, more um, starter-like production from him coming on the bench. So that's my sit for the quarterbacks. Um, for the running backs, I have the Jags running backs. Travis and James Robinson got to got to sit them. They're not going to be um, any use to you this week coming uh, playing against the really really good red hot big blue giants defense these guys were all over aj dylan and aaron jones when they went against um um the packers they were all over um kenny drake when they went against the ravens even though you know um uh, kenny drake did bust out for one touchdown but still the defense of that uh giants is really really tight actually probably be top five I, I believe uh through seven weeks so and then the jacks couldn't even get 100 yards all the Colts. So for me, Jags are running backs. Gotta gotta mention this week. Um, sits. I kind of said it before. Robbie Anderson. If he does start, I think you're still setting him. It's a short week. He guys just got traded. You know what I mean? He's probably um, in practice. He probably was in practice today, but still short week. Got to know the offense. Got to get get the chemistry with uh, Colin Murray. Even though Colin Murray doesn't have any chemistry with any of his wide receivers, but um, that being said, Robbie Anderson definitely is a sit for you this week. Um, tight end, Noah Fant. Um, Will Disley and Noah Fant have been sharing, sharing staffs with uh, tight end one, tight end two. Um, we talked about the struggles of Geno Smith um, in, in his past this past Sunday as he was thriving in uh, games before. I'm trying to tell you guys a facade as I don't think it's more, it's more of him trying to get back into the games or um, you know, just game playing um, week by week. So for me, North Fant, he's been doing well on some fantasy teams. I think he's just a sit, um, just like all the other offensive um, guys on the Seahawks. And Lance, your sits to finish off the show. Yeah. So I agree with Uz. Once again, Derek Carr playing against that Houston defense. Don't trust him. Don't trust the chemistry he's got. Um, Waller's still not healthy. That's still not a, a healthy offense, period. So Derek Carr is definitely a sit. This past week, actually the past few weeks, right, Brees Hall has been breaking out in the running back. A lot of people are putting him in their lineup, keeping him in there. This this week coming up, he's playing against the Denver D. And we know the Denver D has been tough. We saw what they did on Thursday night football. It was a boring game, but that defense – is the only reason they were stayed in that game. And the same thing's going to happen there. Brees Hall is going to have a hard time. Look for that rookie not to be able to, to get the yardages as he needs. Same thing with Michael Carter. I wouldn't take anybody on that Jets offense against the Denver do- offense. Not to say that the Jets can't beat Denver, because we all know what the Denver offense can't do. But we do know <laughs> what the Denver defense can do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride. My sit for wide receivers is Jacoby Myers playing against Chicago D. It's not that Jacoby Myers can't score. It's not that Jacoby Myers can't get open. It's more so the quarterbacks are game managers. And that that game in Chicago is going to be a ball control game. So I think there's going to be more running, more Stevenson involved than there's going to be Jacoby Myers. So I don't trust I don't trust their quarterback who's throwing for 250 yards and two touchdowns, or actually 1.5 touchdowns over the last three weeks on average. 
to be able to get you the points you need for Jacoby Myers. Maybe, maybe, maybe fade him if you've got him starting on your team. You've got a viable backup. My next and last for tight ends, Robert Tunyon. He had a big game against the Jets. It's only a real big game this whole year. And so I would not take what he was able to do against the Jets and paste that over top of what he could do against the Washington defense. Um, that Washington defense isn't great, but they give out more points to wide receivers than they do tight ends. So expect those tight ends to not score as much as Aaron Rodgers is going to try and get his wide receivers involved more. There's not going to be a Sauce Gardner covering uh, Lazard in Washington's defense. They just don't have somebody like that. Outside of maybe um, the defensive line for Washington getting at Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be easy pickings for him to be able to get to his wide receivers. So Tunyon's going to get less looks this week. The other one, I had mentioned this earlier, Tyson Hill. Forever sell now. <laughs> Do not start this guy. Get him off your teams. The coaches don't trust him, so neither should you. Uh, Uzer's right. He just doesn't belong in that position. He doesn't belong, at least in the league, if he stays on a New Orleans team. Maybe Sean Payton comes back and takes over a starting coach job next year, and he goes over to that team, possibly. Maybe he's a fantasy option again. But for the rest of this season, stay away from that guy. He's only going to give you heartbreak. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was a longer show than usual, but we got through it. Starts and sits for week seven, almost to the midpoint of the season. It's been a wild run. And we'll see tonight if the Broncos will ride or cry. Yeah, well, once we've done this, I'm going to put up 20 points. Yeah. <laughs> once we get up for this, but, I'm going straight to that game and see what's going on there. Yes, sir. But it's been real from the Russell. We'll be here next week. Make sure you check us out on all platforms. Follow the other uh, Roster Up Media teams. And like I mentioned before, there is now a bets segments for all you gamblers out there. So go check us out. And so long from the Russell. Till next week. Peace.